What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Hello, and welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I am here with a guest this week. It has been a while since we've had a guest on the podcast because we are moving and doing all the things you guys know, but I'm excited to have a guest on today. We are here with Corey and I'm so excited because Corey actually just slipped right in the DMs. So I know I always say that to you guys, but it really does help me out with getting guests on the podcast. And so Corey slipped in the DMs of the podcast Instagram like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and then we scheduled. So I'm so excited to have her on. She is a conversion copywriter specializing in sales and website copy for small business and creative entrepreneurs. So welcome, Corey, to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I love that. Before we started recording, I asked if I was allowed to curse and I didn't even think about the fact that the podcast name is confident as fuck. I was like, oh, better make sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I said it's definitely it's welcomed and it's encouraged. So yes, we can cuss on here. And yeah, welcome to the podcast. I really just want to like, I told Corey when I, before we were started recording, like I want more people to slide in the DMs. So if you guys want to be on the podcast, slide in, let me know, give me some good like reasons, I guess. I don't know. Really don't need a reason to be on this podcast. I I think what Corey said what in our DMs, I went back over our DMs this morning and she was like, you have such a wide range of different guests on the podcast. And I think that's really something I try to do is have a lot of different perspectives this podcast is just about confidence and being yourself. And that can be in business, out of business, or with whatever the fuck you're doing. So thank you for coming. Thanks for sliding in the DMs. I'm so excited to chat. I have a lot of questions, but before we get into it, can you just kind of give like, who are you and give us kind of like a, a little bio of you? Yeah. I mean, so Alicia did a really good job of basically just summing it up. My name is Corey. I'm a copywriter. I work with creative entrepreneurs and small businesses, primarily service providers, a lot of, you know, brand and website designers, coaches, that kind of thing. But really I'm open to working with anybody who's a cool person that has some cool ideas. Try not to narrow it down too much. And I came to copywriting by way of a side gig years ago. And then, you know, in 2020 was laid off and was really just like, what am I going to do with my life? And ended up here. So what were you doing before? I was, so I went to college for theater. I entered college 18 being like convinced that I was going to be the next Broadway star. Love that. And then by the time that I graduated college, I was like, I'm going to be the next big playwright. And then I moved here to Chicago to do an internship in the performance department of a museum. And I was trying to find a job in the theater world. And, you know, it's not only is it difficult to enter, but it's like kind of cutthroat. (laughs) And so very quickly... (laughs) was like, this is not working for me. So I was working in restaurants trying to figure out 
what I wanted to do with my life. And I was just not making enough money. So I basically like put out a call on my personal Instagram being like, does anybody have any leads on a side gig? And somebody that I knew was working for an SEO agency and they, you know, outsource writing like content, press releases, blogs, stuff like that. They paid like one cent a word. It was horrific, but I learned so much about how to do what I am doing now. So I'm definitely grateful for it. But at the time I was like, it was basically just drinking money, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I feel like that is such a good way. Like, you know, in college, people always tell you like, you're going to take the class or you're going to like do the job that then you'll realize is your passion and you'll Mm -hmm. just find it. And I always got so frustrated when people would tell me that because I would be like, well, I've never found it. Like I haven't taken the class or I haven't like Mm -hmm. found the thing that I'm like passionate about, but it really does like kind of fall in our laps if we're open to receiving it. So I love that that was like, you just put out a random call for side gigs and then that became your career. So that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was actually one of my first questions is, can you kind of, well, how you got into copywriting, but can you also kind of define what copywriting is for us in case people don't know? Yeah, definitely. So copywriting in like the general sense of the word is basically any words that you're writing for your business, for your brand with the intention of connecting to your audience, you know, promoting an offer, making a sale. It's basically just the words that are used to describe your business and connect with your people. For me, I write a lot of websites. I write a lot of sales copy around specific offers. You know, occasionally I'll get to work on emails and stuff like that. And that all kind of falls under the copy slash content writing umbrella. Yeah. So you don't have to be like a giant business to use someone to write your copy or to write your Instagram or to write your emails or anything like that. And I think that's what you focus on, right? Is more like small business creatives, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there's going to be a level of preparedness for investing in copywriting, just like as an entrepreneur, you know, understanding your target audience and your offers and all of those like foundational things. But once you have that underway, I always say that I think that copywriting is a staple investment for entrepreneurs, you know, big business or small business, because it is what connects you to the people who are going to give a shit about your business. And so, you know, you definitely don't need to already be making millions of dollars and have a humongous team in order to benefit from it. Actually, most of the time it is really beneficial for people who need that element of connection. So do you specialize too? in like, you're talking about like the words. So do you specialize also in like knowing not only like SEO type of words, but the words that are connected going to connect more with the audience or like phrasing things a little bit different. I know there's so many different strategies we can use online email marketing on all that stuff. Is that something that you specialize in as well? Yeah. So SEO is actually something that I don't really do at all anymore. I use everything that I've learned and I, I use SEO in the work that I'm doing, but to be honest, like actual, like SEO is so technical that I just find it kind of boring. And so even though I can do it, I, you know, just choose to offer like the fundamentals to my clients, you know, what they need to help them like get on to the first page of Google. But 
the actual like going in and doing all of the like really nitty gritty technical stuff is just not really my thing. But what I call myself, you know, in fancy language is a conversion copywriter and a messaging strategist, which is exactly what you just said. So like the art and the science is usually what I say of understanding how to write something that resonates with a business's target audience. And it starts with the creation of a brand voice, brand messaging, and like tone of voice and, you know, finding the turns of phrases and the way to approach things that are going to resonate with people. And then moving into the actual writing of that. And then the follow-up of that is, you know, sticking around and paying attention to what works, what doesn't, where we can optimize, where we can tweak. That's kind of where the conversion part comes into, like seeing what actually converts. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing that like, I didn't really understand for until I got a coach that was like, you may be writing Instagram captions or emails that aren't actually connecting to your target Mm -hmm. audience. And then really understanding like who is the target audience and then how can I speak to them in a way that actually, like you said on one of your posts was like, you want someone to feel like, oh my God, was this written like directly Mm -hmm. for me? And I know we've all probably felt that in like being marketed in some way where we're like, holy shit, like this, it feels like someone is in my brain. I didn't know anybody else felt like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful way that you put that is being able to write in a way that connects like that to someone. Yeah. So how can you like use copywriting if someone who's listening to this podcast and they're like, okay, where do I start? Because I write all my own stuff. I connect, I feel like I connect well with my audience, but maybe I want to utilize someone to help me even more. Where can someone like start? I think that if you want to continue the DIY route, well, I'm like, and and maybe I'm always shooting myself in the foot when I say this, but I actually do think that copywriting is a skill that can be learned. And if someone's willing to put in the time and it does take time and effort and, you know, trial and error, I think that it's worth learning at least the basics of it because as an entrepreneur, and especially if you're like a solo entrepreneur, no intentions of having a digital marketing team or a copywriter on retainer, there's always going to be something that you have to write for your own business. Like you're not just going to be able to, you know, shell out for a copywriter every time something comes up. So having like the fundamentals of those skills is good. And I think that in order to be as successful as possible when, you know, trying your own hand at your copy, it's all about just like paying attention, listening to what people are saying, keeping track of what people do and don't like, and really being willing to shift and to, you know, pivot when you need to. I think, you know, as business owners, we're so close to our own businesses. We're so in love with our own offers. We are so, it's so hard to remove yourself and look at things from a, an audience perspective, but that is key to being able to write effective copy. And it's part of the reason why outsourcing copy is successful is because you have this person whose entire job it is, is to look at your business from a client's perspective and then, you know, kind of translate that message. And if you were an entrepreneur that had never invested in copywriting before, but was interested in starting, I would always recommend starting with 
messaging strategy, you know, tone of voice, even getting like taglines and things like that, like really nailing down your brand voice and your messaging, because then you can take that and run with it like across platforms on your website. If you ever outsource to anybody else, like it's just a really, really handy thing to have in your back pocket. Explain what you mean by like brand voice. Like Mm -hmm. what exactly is that? And how do we know like where to go with that? How do we know where to start? What is a brand voice and how can we like nail down what our brand voice should be? Yeah. So when you hear copywriters or strategists or whatever talk about like brand tone, you'll usually hear them refer to it in two ways. So the first one is messaging, which I feel like is one of these big keywords that gets thrown around a lot, but nobody knows what it is. And then you get brand voice. And so you think about it like this, messaging is what you're saying. And then brand voice is how you're saying it. And both of those things are based on how your ideal client, what your ideal client needs to hear and how they need to hear it. So to begin to formulate something like brand voice, which is literally like, it can be, you know, as detailed as we curse, we don't curse, we use ampersands instead of an and, or, you know, or it can be like, we, our brand comes across as professional and technical or playful or whatever, that is going to be your brand tone of voice. And in order to create a brand voice that actually resonates with the people who would, you know, ostensibly be reading the copy that is written for your brand, you have to think about who they are as people. Obviously, it's a generalization, but you have to think about who your audience is and how they need to hear things and how they approach the world and their opinions. You know, if you have a business that's that's audience is primarily like 60 plus women, you're not going to be cursing and you're going to be polite and professional, you know? So it all just depends on who you're trying to target. Yeah. I love that. I think it is something that, you know, when we first start our businesses, especially as coaches, I don't think we think about that too much, but I think it can be like, it sounds really technical what we're talking about. And it sounds like, oh my God, where do I start? It can sound like really overwhelming, but I think the gist of it is like, what is natural to you? Mm -hmm. And then also, is that going to hit with your target audience? And Mm -hmm. usually in my, in my experience with coaching is usually your target audience is like a former version of you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like most of the time it's just as simple as like tapping back into that previous version of you. And like, what would Alicia need to hear five years ago? That would actually make her move the needle, right? If you're talking in a coaching perspective, or like you said, if you're more like business oriented and your clients are going to be like more business personnel, I don't know. I'm not so non-businessy sometimes, but you know, if you're more like a business personnel, you're probably not going to be like cursing or, you know, Mm -hmm. saying all these other things and you're going to be a little bit more professional. So I feel like the gist of it is really getting to know yourself and also what you want your brand to represent and then who your target audience is and what they want to hear and need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way of putting that. I also think that you can, if you know, you're a business that's been around for at least a while and you have 
testimonials and feedback from people, like you can lean into that really heavily. If somebody's saying like, you know, I loved working with Alicia because she's thoughtful and she's kind and she's funny. Then you know that like people, the consensus is that people read your brand as thoughtful and kind and funny. And you can really lean into that to kind of create an experience that's a brand experience that's crafted by your own audience. Yeah. So I feel like you do more than copy. I feel like you're like (laughs) digging into people's like brand, their vision. And also like, I think when we do that, we have to go inside ourselves too, a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned taking like one of the benefits of having somebody look at your copy and, or somebody write your copy for you is you have to kind of like look at it from an outside perspective. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really hard for us. Like you were mentioning as business owners, but I feel like it's also kind of like releasing the ego and like letting go of things, being able to change. And like you were mentioning pivoting and shifting. And I think that even goes deeper than just a brand. It goes like internal work too. And I love that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I even, um, often like, what if I just hired someone to write my, my website copy for me? Like whenever I'm trying to update it, I'm just like, I can't tell if this is good or not because I'm me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard because I feel like sometimes when you're deep in an offer or deep in your website, it all starts to kind of sound the same and it all starts to like blend together. And then you're like, why don't people just get it? You know, like you have to kind of like take yourself out of it and be like, is this actually, I think one of the other things you said on your post was being specific. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, really good one. I don't know how many times I've like looked at an offer from someone as a coach, or if I'm like reviewing a launch for someone and I'm like, I don't really understand, like, I don't get it as a consumer. I don't fully understand what you're offering or what the offer is going to do for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that is huge, right? Because we think a lot of times as coaches or business owners that it's very clear, but if we're not specific, I think it can get kind of muddled and that's where you lose people a lot of times. Yeah. Or, I mean, like it's tricky, like finding the correct details to include, like it's, I think it's, yeah, it, like the pendulum swings because you have like not enough details for people to understand like what the fuck it actually is. And then on the other side of it, you're including like 85 bullet points about this offer. And it's like, nobody actually cares that it's built in Thrivecart rather than Kartra or like, you know, it's just like, but you're so excited about it because you put so much work into it that you want to want people to know, you want to signal just how much work you put into it. <laughs> <laughs> There's the ego again, right? Like- yeah. You know, it's interesting once people, I think, build that brand voice and brand tone and messaging and all that, I feel like once people build that, it's a lot easier to sell with less Mm -hmm. details. And like you said, getting to know like the specific details that need to be included. I see some of my friends online who have really worked on their like messaging, their tone, their vibe online. And it's like, then I look at their sales pages and I'm like, holy shit, she is selling this with like little to no details. Mm-hmm. And I want to buy it too, right? Like, <laughs> but it's easy once you really nail down that other stuff and the copy I feel like is like almost second nature. Yeah. So if someone wants to work with you, can they work with you on not only copy, but on the other things that we were talking about, like brand messaging, brand tone, all that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So I have, I mean, again, I keep things pretty 
open-ended who I work with, what I do. Like, I just like to have fun. I like to experiment. I like to say yes to as much as possible. So I have like some formal packages, like my big, you know, custom website copy packages and stuff come with that sort of like brand messaging element built into the package. But yeah, people could come to me and just want to you know, do the strategy, receive the messaging guide, have that as something that they can then grow alongside of. And I would honestly recommend it. I think it's a great thing to have, like I said, in your arsenal. But yeah, I'm like always down for something creative and fun, honestly. (laughs) I love that. I literally just realized that I was so excited to ask you everything about copy that I literally forgot to do our segments. So (laughs) let's go back to that. Let's start with, do you have something you're loving this week? And we'll kind of shift it a little bit. Do you have something you're loving this week? A fave? Yeah. So I've been like incredibly busy. I mean, I'll, I'll, I hate when people are like, I'm so busy, (laughs) but I'm so busy right now because I'm working on a launch for something that I'll talk about later. But anyways, I've been doing like, well, I guess this is two things that I love. I've been doing the Pomodoro method for working, which is like 25 minutes on five minute break. And like, literally like setting a timer and taking that five minute break and like getting away from my computer, which has been so nice. But then on my five minute breaks, I've been reading a lot recently. And specifically, I've been really into fantasy books, which I never thought that I would be into, but I've been like sucked into the world of like fairy romances and stuff. Oh my God. I love, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I really do love taking those little five minute breaks. And I feel like that's something we like want naturally Mm -hmm. is a break. Like if you ever sit at your computer for like multiple hours and you notice like you'll be scrolling or you'll like take a break to text someone back or like take a break and like go get water, take a bathroom break. Like we do that. And if we were in an office setting, like we would probably be doing that as well. Yeah. And so like, I think of that a lot and I was just talking, I was literally just talking to my husband about this yesterday. It's like when I was in my twenties, I would literally like I'm a generator. So I would literally go and I would never allow myself to relax Mm. until I got everything checked off my to-do list or the day ended. And I could just, I could do that, but it was really bad for my mental health. But I told him yesterday, I was like, I've been really trying to implement these like small breaks throughout my day where like, maybe if it's like 30 minutes or maybe 20 minutes or like taking a lot, an actual lunch break. Like I've been really Mm -hmm. trying to implement those and it's so much better. Like, I feel like I'm so much more productive and happier and more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I don't do it, I'll be like, I mean, it's like classic. I'll be sitting at my computer for like six hours straight, like eyes bloodshot. And then I'll like, like, why am I so tired? And it's like, because <laughs> you haven't breathed fresh air all day. Like, Go outside for two minutes and you'll feel amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, because I haven't gotten up or walked around or done something. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything that made you feel confident this week? This is such a hard question for those of you who are listening. She also asks on the intake form, like what makes you feel confident? And I've never had to think so hard about something in my life. You even even wrote on there, like, this is a tough question. I know. And (laughs) even then I feel like I phoned in the answer. Like I was just like my partner and my clients and like, and then afterwards I was laying in bed and I was like, I could have thought of something better, but I still don't (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that there are like little things, something that I was 
thinking about that definitely did make me feel confident is literally like right before I jumped on this call, I just onboarded a new team member, which is cool. It's like nerve wracking and confidence inducing all at once. I brought on a Pinterest manager and it's definitely one of those things that it's like jumping into it before I'm ready. But that's usually when it works out the best. It's like right before you feel ready, just go for it and then let it happen. That's amazing. I feel like I can totally relate. Like when I also run my husband's business too, and we're like switching to a new operating system and yeah, it's very nerve wracking. Like it's definitely needed. Like our old operating system is just not working for us anymore. It's causing a lot of like backend work for us. Right. So I definitely need to do it, but it's also really fucking nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, yeah. okay. And it's, it's also time consuming in the beginning too. Cause you have to like switch over the systems or in your case, like tell the new person, like exactly what you want to do. And like a lot of communication back and forth, but in the end, I think like it always works out. And like mm -hmm. you said, before you need it, like that is a, that is a confidence boost because you recognized it before you're even like, I need it and I need it mm -hmm. today. That's where I usually get to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a skill that I'm practicing recognizing problems before they arise and fixing it before it's an actual problem. That's like one of those things that I, I always feel like, oh, this is what leaders do, but I've never been like great at doing it. So it's like practice every day, just being like, what's next week look like? What does next month look like? That's a good practice to have because I think it can be like really it's almost like the manifesting, right? Where you like see yourself as this, you know, person down the road that's doing these big things. Like you said, like, what would a leader do? Mm -hmm. What would this type of person do? And then implementing them now mm -hmm. versus waiting until you're that person, because that person that we see ourselves as always shifts. So never really get to that person that we're thinking mm -hmm. of. So I feel like that's such a good practice to have is like implementing those things before they get like, oh, I need to do it today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I actually was going to ask you about the question that you wrote. Like, when do you feel most confident? Because you <laughs> mentioned, you mentioned your connection with your partner and also your connection with others in your business. So I wanted to ask you because I have a big connection with my partner and we also do our business together, obviously. So what exactly like as making your business and then like having that time with your partner and having confidence in that, where do you feel like that? Did you start doing that or did you have to like implement something new to do that? Or was it a struggle in the beginning or what do you find to be the most like rewarding out of that? That's a lot of questions. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's okay. I feel like the, yeah, with my partner, his name is Matt. I feel like we're working on and finding new ways, like literally every single day to help each other and to work better together. We, I mean, we, we don't work. He doesn't work for me, but we both work from home. We were both just like down each other's throats, like 24 seven. Like we are just like, we used to work in the same office before we moved into the house that we are in right now, which was just like another added layer. And so I think that, you know, really finding the best ways to communicate and to be able to instill that kind of confidence in each other. Like I, like I said earlier, I'm having a really busy week and I just like know without a doubt that he'll be able to pick up all of my slack and do it happily, which is like 
so nice to have. What were the other questions I asked with that? I really need to work on my questioning where I'm like, please just expand (laughs) instead of asking 50 questions. But did that, was it always like that? Or since you started your business, did you have to kind of like adjust to not only, I guess, like asking for help, but also like allowing like you guys being in the same space and stuff like Mm -hmm. that? Was that a challenge at the beginning? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always been really horrible about asking for help in general. I am just one of those people who's like, I think I I can do everything by myself. And then I don't realize that I can't until I'm already crashing and burning. (laughs) And so again, that's been like a big practice for me in having a team and in having people that I'm trusting to do things for me is like releasing the control, letting it happen, trusting in other people to do it the way that I want it to be done or need it to be done. Um, Like I get scared so often that like I have all these ideas locked in my brain and I could just never articulate it to somebody else the way that I want it to be, which I'm sure is a very common thing for people, especially business owners. Cause again, it's just your baby. You're like so close to it and have such a specific vision. So I think that like, yeah, learning to communicate what I need and what I want from everybody, not just Matt, was a huge thing for me. And I've also always been like, I don't know what it is in my stars, my (laughs) systems or whatever, but I've always been highly, highly emotional, but very, very like internal about it. Mm. So I have always just been like, got to keep it locked away as best as I can. (laughs) Like again, until it implodes. (laughs) So that's another thing that I've just been working on. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I can relate to all that because I'm like the not asking for help until it's like you're crashing and burning is a skill that I know very well. Like I will do that to the death of me, but it's, it's so much easier when we ask for help. It's hard to recognize. Cause like you said, I think I used to always tell my husband, like, I think I'm wonder woman. Like, I think I can do literally everything in the shortest amount of time. And I overbook myself so much not really with work, but with like every other life Mm -hmm. aspect. I'm like, I literally thought we were going to move into this house. And like, I guess I had a feeling that something was going to go wrong because I was really anxious the week before, but like, I thought the movers were going to be here and I was going to be like directing them like here, put this box in here. And they were going to set up our stuff. And I thought it was going to be like that. And I thought like, yeah, we're going to have a party two days after we move in and it's going to be great. And I'm going to be able to host like I always do. And like that didn't fucking happen. I mean, we still had the party, but everything was everywhere, but it still all worked out. But I definitely like over, over, over book myself and think that Mm -hmm. I'm Wonder Woman. But I feel like once we let go of the thing that like it means anything, if we're not, then Mm -hmm. it's really easy to ask for help. And it's like so much better. And then I think business really helps us understand that. Cause like you were saying, like adding people to your team and trusting people to do the things that you want to do and being able to articulate what you really want and then allowing somebody else to control it and do it is really hard. But I think it teaches us those lessons of like, okay, I can ask for what I want and they can give it to me and I can critique it and whatever. And you can take that into your relationships, whether with your loved ones or your partner or whoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love that you put that on your survey (laughs) or your questionnaire, because 
now I got to dive into it, but I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I love it when people have that like connection with their significant other, because I feel like that's, you know, as women in business, we're always like, kind of like talking about ourselves and talking about Mm -hmm. our business and our clients. And then sometimes I feel like our significant others don't really get that much or our relationships in general, don't get that much like shine. We don't get to see that as much. And I Mm -hmm. love to see that. I love, I'm super interested in that. So um, your dog wearing a cone. Sorry. He is. He oh. is. Yeah. Daddy is in a cone guys. I'm sorry. Oh. You guys know daddy is the second star of this podcast. He comes in here and he likes this window. And so he likes to, the window looks out on a street and he likes to growl at people, but the cone kind of helps him relax. <laughs> I mean, but you know, sorry, so I like, derail the conversation. <laughs> My other dog also like licks him, like his face, (laughs) licks his ears, and then they get infected. So sometimes I put it on Mm -hmm. when I'm doing a podcast so that they just don't mess with each other. Mm -hmm. There's been many a podcast that have been er interrupted by them. So yeah, no problem for (laughs) mentioning them. Everyone who listens knows who they are. So I actually wanted to ask you a question that we got from the audience, which was from Dallas site official that asked you how you built such an amazing network in your business? Ooh, you know what? That's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Do you Um, know this person? Yeah, she's a former client of mine. She's actually a former and current client of mine. Yeah, so I... Hmm... Well, when I first started my business or got the idea to start my business, it was kind of through a coach posting a TikTok. And then I kind of did a deep dive and ended up in a masterclass that she teaches. And so that was kind of a built-in community to start. I kind of had that and was really, really active in it. And then I think I just... Well, I think that I'm also on an advantage in that my target client is also a fellow business owner because I can build a friendship and there's like an instant bond of like, oh, we get each other. And it's like, even if you're never a client of mine, we will always have something to relate on because we are both entrepreneurs and we are both figuring this shit out. We both realize that it's really hard, you know? So I think that that definitely helped. And also I think that you know, looking at at it as a network rather than like leads or whatever you want to call it. Don't look at everybody as like a dollar sign or like a potential client. Just treat people like people. And the next thing you know, you will have leads and you will have those potential clients and but you'll still have a strong network of people to refer you and to give you advice and to just like become friends with which is also very fun yeah I feel like when I made that shift in my thinking uh versus like the leads Mm -hmm. to just like friends and people and part of the community it literally shifted my whole entire business Like it was, I feel like I like categorized people before where I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is just a friend. This is just a person that's, you know, talking to me online through the DMs. They're not interested in being a client. This person is actually interested. And almost always I was like a hundred percent wrong on all those categorizations. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I just like, I was like, okay, once my friends, my friends started coming to me for 
coaching and for business advice and for like actual and enrolling in my offers, I was like, okay, so I think it's like more like everyone is everyone and nobody is like in these categories and it just opened up everything. So I love that too. And I think that is how you build a strong network. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, you want to be able to like give a magic fix to people where it's like, oh, well, if you do this in this order, you'll have a really strong network. But like, really, it is just about having conversations, being open to things, you know, being willing to say yes, as much as you're comfortable and like, just ride it out. (laughs) Yeah. And time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Okay. So let's, well, is that person from Dallas? That's where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. So her name is Jennifer and she does like, um, like travel concierge, like luxury concierge services. She's awesome. And yeah, she does currently live in Dallas. (laughs) Okay. I love that because I'm actually like wanting to plan some type of like in-person retreat. And my mm-hmm. first thought was to do it in Dallas because I know Dallas so well. I know LA too, but to go somewhere and do, you know, something would be really fun. And I was like, well, the only city I know, like the back of my hand is Dallas. And mm-hmm. I was just saying on another podcast that like, if I wasn't doing what I was, what I'm doing now, I think that's what I would do is plan people's like luxury vacations or retreats and like find all the good restaurants, find all the good activities, mm-hmm. find the best hotel, like or the best Airbnb. I think that's what I would do. So I'm definitely going to connect with her. Thank you for submitting a question, by the way. Really appreciate that. And um, actually, I want to ask you about your offers because you are doing like a free masterclass. You said you're in the middle of a launch. So talk to us about that. Tell us what's up. Yeah. So I, up until this point, have done exclusively like done for you copywriting work, which is, you know, me sitting down writing the actual words for you. But I am always trying to find ways to make copywriting more accessible and honestly affordable for entrepreneurs. I am the like... The, I mean, the done for you work is what it is. And so I'm always trying to think of new ways to like allow people to have access to copywriting that works for them. And so what's coming up next for me that I'm really excited about my OBM and I have been working on this since November of last year, honestly, like a long time is launching a shop, a template shop specifically and We're going to open up the template shop with an offer bundle that I'm calling the conversion bundle, and it includes a masterclass. It includes something that's called the market research vault, which is a notion portal that allows you to store and synthesize like you're gathering in market research, but it also gives you like a long list of questions that you can, you know, pull together market research based on your end goal and swipe files for asking people for market research. And then the kind of like creme de la creme of this bundle is a fill in the blank sales page template. That's really, really detailed. It literally is just taking your information, plugging it in, making sure that it fits with your brand voice and then sharing it with the world. It really is that simple. So that will all be out into the world at the end of August. And I will have a waitlist link 
for anybody who's interested in that. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm, I also love writing people's copy for them. So <laughs> lots of ways to work with me. <laughs> well, I love that, especially the sales page and the like market research, because I think those are two things that like, we all know we should be doing like the sales page, I think can be so overwhelming. It was very overwhelming for me when I first started doing them. I was like spending hours and hours on a sales page. And then it felt like it still wasn't really what I wanted. And so I totally like, I think that is a really, really good tool to have. And the market research, I feel like that's all also something that we all know, like we should be doing, but we don't really have a good way to track it or a good way to like, like, are we doing an Excel sheets? Like, what are we doing? So I feel like that would be so fire. So I'll have the link, like I, like she mentioned, I'll have the link for the wait list for you guys in the show notes. And then also over on the Instagram so that you guys can check that out. And then I'll also have everything for Corey linked down below for you guys as well. So you guys can connect with her. If you're more interested in like a one-on-one exclusive copywriting stuff, then you can check her out there and let's kind of end it out with a little rapid fire. If you would, if you are so inclined. Yeah. Fun. Okay. So I always start off the rapid fire with what is your favorite food? That's such a hard question. I usually <laughs> say donuts, but I don't know if Ooh. it's true, but donuts. <laughs> what kind of donut? I love just like a classic glazed donut. I feel I like I can eat like 24 of them. <laughs> I feel like that's why I don't eat donuts very often because <laughs> they're like, you could eat so many so yeah. quickly and then I get really sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do love donuts. What is your coffee order right now? Mm, black cold brew. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I'm simple. <laughs> wow. Black cold brew. That is very strong and very to the point. Yeah. <laughs> what is your alcoholic drink of choice right now? What are you drinking? I like an Aperol spritz in the summer. Mm, yeah. That's usually what I go for. I love an Aperol spritz. Makes me feel like I am somewhere else, you know, like in yeah. France or something like that. I'm yeah. super fancy. <laughs> what is your best Amazon purchase Ooh. of this month? Yeah. Of this month? Um, <laughs> or I this week, depending on how much you order. Uh, dehumidifier for my basement. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it was getting very muggy down there. No, it's Love not. that. <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, and if you were not doing what you're doing right now, what would you be doing? I would be working in a museum in some capacity. I would be like a curator of a museum or something. Whoa. A Broadway star. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. A museum curator. Hmm. I actually almost went to grad school for that. Like in 2020, I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. Do I go to grad school or do I start a business? And clearly I, I made, I know I made the right choice, but sometimes I'm like, what would museum curator Corey be like? Oh my God. That's so interesting. I love people's answer to that question because you always find out something new about someone where you're like, whoa, like I could never see you doing that. Like that would be insane. (laughs) Or just like, you never knew that they were interested in that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I'll have everything for Corey linked down below, like I said, for you guys. And again, the link to her waitlist for the template shop will also be linked for her down below. If you guys want to follow on Instagram, you can follow at Confident AF Podcast. You can also follow me, the Confidence Queen, and you can also follow Corey, which I'll link down below for you guys, or you can shout it out. 
Oh, sorry. What what am I shouting out? <laughs> Can you shout out your Instagram? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just like gone letting you do the <laughs> outro. <laughs> My Instagram is by Corey Whitby. Yes. Okay. So you guys can follow her as well. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for sliding in the DMs and thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So I'll see you next week. <laughs>